I'm Karen Curtis with your Full Rigor podcast, and look who I've unearthed. Oh, it's Jennifer Ross. Hi, I love that music. I missed it. I know, I missed you. Look who I dug up. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, no, but well, you really did dig me up, okay? Well, I agree. We've had some familial losses and all kinds of crap going on behind the scenes here, and you know, you've well, been you've been busy. I, I well, you know what? I, I work for two radio stations. So on top of doing a podcast, I, I do two shows at the same time, which is like you know pr- pretty amazing, <laughs> amazing me every day. But uh, so I, and then I got other stuff to do. Well, so I apologize. I'm no, sorry I haven't been here. And what's funny is I was reading some of our reviews, and one girl's like, "I just love cleaning to your podcast and." The revelry and the fun that you have with Jennifer, I just love the jokes. It kind of takes the edge off the macabre. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> I'm like so, pretty pasty dry by myself, let so, me tell you. Well, you, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm the one who looks at the gray matter in a pink matter. It's, I don't look at it the way you do. You're, 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 very, you're very methodical. I'm literal and methodical. Yeah. And, and you're, you're the smart one. I'm just, I'm just the color commentator over here. Well, That's it. I, I told you about the topic of this full rigor because... It was in your neck of the wood once again. This was literally in my backyard, and I can tell you, once a week, I go by Hungry Land, which is basically a camping swamp area. Why do they call it Hungry Land? I, I think it's because there's hungry alligators out there. I really Ooh. don't know. It, it, it's a swamp. But you can you can take your four-wheeler there. You can take your scooter there, your horse there. I mean, I it, you can't people camp out in this place. And it's acres and acres. Of, yeah. I mean, that's a good place to... Dump a body. body. Oh, without a doubt. I was surprised he actually put her in barrels to dump her. This 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 was probably the most maniacal murder that we've had in in at least in my neck of the woods in, in twenty years. And they made a deal with the devil because the family wanted the body. And they didn't get the whole body, yeah, which we'll, 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 get we'll get to in, in a minute. But I re- I followed this case like like with the um, um you know an, oh, a, yeah. a microscope You're I'm like, thinking oh my god is there a crazed killer out there and she may be in my backyard yeah. Jen lives up there in Palm City on the Florabama line <laughs> uh, but this April marks the fourth anniversary of the disappearance and murder of the 33 year old hospice nurse Trisha Todd it's been four years four years and I uh, what I still don't have her head yeah what I do remember specifically about this case which made me feel really good was the cops knew instantly who it, who the killer was but they had to prove it the ex-husband always the what is it with ex-husbands why can't you just leave us alone it's like 90 percent of the time it's someone you know or you were married to or in a relationship they saw him driving her vehicle on they had it on a surveillance camera that's a big indication well okay you got to tell the 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 story she disappeared but they found her car yeah so she had been missing since april 27th she didn't pick her daughter up the two-year-old faith was right. her name? From the babysitter. And she was very diligent about her daughter. So the last person to see Trisha alive was her ex-husband, Stephen Williams. And not that it matters, but Trisha Todd is white and Stephen Williams is African-American. Right. He's and, also a Marine. Yes. Um, he had relocated to North Carolina and left Martin County, but he came down and was staying at a an Airbnb. And she spent most of the last day on earth with him at the Airbnb with the daughter, Faith. Okay. And somewhere along the line, and, and maybe you have more details about this, and this is what spurred him. She wanted full custody of the kid. It had something to do with the child. He wanted to take the child to North Carolina. I, I forget what the specifics were, and that's apparently when he snapped. And also finances. 
Oh, okay. money, 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 money. Because I remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, they found her car, the door open, yes, her keys inside it, yes. her wallet and her purse inside it, but no woman. She was gone. And that's when the search began. So let me just back up for a okay. second. Um, so as I said, the last person to see her was Stephen Williams. I think he's 33 or what was at the time. And apparently he told police that he finally got the nerve. They were together, as I said, all day. And he finally got the nerve to kill her after she left. He texts her and says, Faith is sick. You have to come back. Great. So she comes back. Yes. So she comes back. And this is what happens. As soon as she came to the door, he said he put her in a chokehold and made her pass out. He used zip ties and he tied her up. Once he had her secured, she woke up and she started screaming. Nice guy. Yeah, he wanted her email password and credit card info so he could make it look like she went to Haiti on a mission trip and went missing. So she wouldn't shut up. He hit her with a military baton and then... He said he used a jump rope that he had brought with him for this purpose to strangle her. And then he loaded her into the car in a trash bag. Like you do. Like you do with everybody that you just happen to beat over the head with a bat or whatever it is that he used. Now, where was the kid? The child. Good question, Jen. The child was there for the whole oh, thing. Oh, come on. Yes, they think the child saw everything. Oh, no. I thought the child remember, was still at school. Or, no, no, he was oh. with Remember, because he calls her back because oh, Faith is sick. They spent right. the day together with the kid. She comes to the door, and he grabs her by the neck at the door. I, I doubt he had what? the presence of mind to put the kid in the bedroom. When I when I thought this story was bad, you just made it even oh, worse for me. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to be sick now. I, and you know what? This guy scammed the Martin County Sheriff's Office. And I remembered. I thought, you know what? Take the deal back. Take the deal back. Can they do that? Back. How, I mean, no, they how can't. ironclad is something I, like I, that? I think your attorneys make sure once they offer you a plea deal. Because they wanted to find. They couldn't find her. Right. They couldn't find they, the body. Right. And they, they and, and so you're going to tell the story. Well, there was no physical evidence pointing to a crime anywhere. They don't even know where he killed her. But he was so set up in terms of killing her and wanting to and premeditating it that he had the bins full of acid ready out there at Hungry Land. He had a chainsaw that he used to, oh to cut her up. Good grief. So he works out this deal, or his attorney works. When did they arrest him? Let, let, okay, go ahead, so, you tell the story. Okay, so he is offered a plea deal to plead no contest to second-degree murder and serve 35 years. Okay, but let's back up just a little bit. After she goes missing, I remember there was a big hunt for her. Yes. I mean, they looked for days. And he had gone back to North Carolina. Yes. He talked to the cops. I yes. remember that. Then and he they went, had to go to, yes. And they, he went back to North Carolina because I do believe he was in the Marines. He was serving in some kind of military capacity. So he left because he had to report back to base. And she used to serve in food services at the at a base in South Carolina? It, it could be. but And I remember he went back and I'm thinking, you know this guy did this. You guys let him leave the state? Yeah, so Williams, who was a 30-year-old U.S. airman stationed in North Carolina, he initially told police that he was caring for the child, but when Todd didn't show up, he dropped the girl off at the babysitter and returned to his base in North Carolina. So Martin County detectives traveled several times to North Carolina to interview him, and then finally, Sheriff Snyder, our friend, said the initial story that he told had some gross inconsistencies, which only got worse over time. Okay, so... I, I remember, though, them going back saying and, and talking to maybe off the record with some cops that I know that they knew instantly 
he was the one who killed her, but they couldn't figure out what he did with the body. Yeah, they so, couldn't find her. Exactly. Well, they first, when they found her car, they couldn't find her. And then he said he would lead them to the body. But Williams, her ex-husband, William, said Todd became increasingly aggressive and got in his face before he shoved her. He told police she fell and hit her head on something and did not get up. And he admitted to disposing of the body. Here's part of that confession. And then I just moved her away and then she slipped. And that's when she freaking fell. In front of his two-year-old daughter. Jeez. Yeah, Sheriff Snyder believes that Todd was killed near her young daughter. And the kid, by the way, is in the care of family. So uh, how, how messed up is this guy just because, you know, he needed money or he needed to get away from this woman? I remember they did a big search and I remember there were cops everywhere in the neighborhood because she lived in Hope Sound. This all happened right. in Hope Sound. And they looked everywhere. And when they couldn't find the body, I remember the, the press conference was we offered him a plea deal. We'll yeah. take, what, the death sentence off the table, right? Yeah, well, it was 19 miles away from their home, where Hungry Land. Does that right. make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. got to go pretty far west. So ultimately, investigators were able to get Williams to confess to the murder. But at this point, they still had no body. So they made the plea deal, offering him 35 years for pleading no contest to second-degree murder if he took them to her body. Yesterday evening, we arrested and charged Stephen Isaiah Williams, Trisha's former husband, with second-degree murder in Trisha's death. The circumstances and evidence, along with Mr. Williams' confession, are comprehensive and lengthy. Mr. Williams was the last person to report having seen Trisha alive. And what amazed me is that they got him with second-degree. And, and that must I have been know. the plea deal that they lowered the charge to second degree. And with good behavior, what does 35 years turn into? I mean, when does this guy I don't get, know. He gets the, out, right? The, and this guy, this guy is evil on two yeah. feet. There's no doubt about it. So he cops this. I remember he copped this plea. They gave him that special deal. And he takes him out to Hungryland and he goes, dig over here. Yeah. And they find a, a, a barrel. barrel. Yeah, so the investigators found... Trisha's car parked in her neighborhood with the keys and her person's side. So that's the red flag. Uh, where is right she? There. They couldn't find her. So it led to weeks of searching, like you said. And he said that he buried her body and they finally found partial remains in an acid-filled barrel in a shallow grave in the Hungry Land Wildlife Management Area. And that's when they learned that he had dismembered her body with a chainsaw and put her in a tub of acid. I, I thought there were several barrels and they never found her head. Yeah, no. I would assume that he probably he probably threw. I was surprised he just didn't throw the head because again, you're talking about swamp land. It's got to be gators all over the place. Hungry land, hello. Yeah, I I I I always said that's why they call it hungry land. I've I mean I've driven in there. There's people there all the time. I mean, when I go by, they they go fishing. They go. I I don't know what they do out there. I wonder how many bodies are actually buried out there. It's it's kind of like dumping a body in the Everglades. Yeah, same kind of thing. So this was placed in a hole about three feet deep at the Martin County Preserve. And Williams pled, again, guilty to the second-degree murder charge, gave detectives the location. It was part of the plea deal, so he drove out there with them, and he says, like you said, dig here. Um, So the sheriff said, we had to calculate during the negotiation, would we take a 35-year plea deal to get the body, or would we roll the dice, thinking that we may never get the body, and then go to trial, no guarantee there, and we wouldn't get 35 years out of that. You're, well, you know, and you, you put it in that perspective, yes, you're right, because how many times, and I think in, in all our podcasts, we've done one where somebody was found guilty of murder without the body. It's very difficult. It's, yeah, if you don't have the body. You know, Plus, and there, I, were, there was no scene or, or sign of a crime anywhere. So you all you have is him in her car, and then that car's found. There's video of that. 
and that's basically yeah, it. He, and and if if you've ever let me tell you, that's it's like you said, it's nineteen miles. And away the two from year this old house. ain't talking. Wow, and it's it, there's nothing around it. Hungry Land is thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of wood, grass, and swamp. That's all you got. There's just no way to find it. Yeah. And, and, and it's on two sides of the road, by the way. And it's buried in acid-filled barrels three feet underneath. So, yeah, so, I mean, there's no way to know. What a creepy creep. So they they finally found this uh, simple hole made three feet deep. Body was in a container, according to the sheriff. He said at mm. a press conference. And the remains were likely that of Trisha Todd, the U.S. Air Force veteran. She was a veteran, too. Um, 19 miles away from her Hope Sound home. And just outside investigators' original search area, it was a 15-mile perimeter near Todd's home. So that was a lot, well, a lot of searching. I remember they searched, and then once they found that barrel, he took him to that barrel. I remember they had they had these big searchlights set up everywhere, and every night you saw cops just combing through the place trying to find the other parts of her body. So how do you know Snyder? The sheriff said the body was mutilated and appeared to have been dismembered by a chainsaw. How do you know? That that was the weapon of choice to dismember. Because of the cut. Oh, jeez. On the bone. Bone's hard to cut through. Oh. <laughs> Bones are really hard to cut through. Unless you get a bone saw, which, you know, you usually get if you're a medical examiner. They're all, and even then, it's hard to bone, saw through a bone. Good I, God. I, you're looking at me like I have experience. Oh, my God. I, I don't do know. not I don't... have experience. <laughs> I, I just I've know missed, these things. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, me, we use lime. Oh. I'm just saying in the, di in the ditch is a little bit. Deeper, you but lose lime and deeper yeah. ditch. Good job. Um, so Teasing. <laughs> they they're not going to be satisfied until they recover all her remains. And they never found her head. No, nothing. So this guy gets thirty five years, and as you said, he's probably going to get out. I please don't let him out on good behavior. Half? Oh no, they can't. It, tell me that was part of the deal that he gets to serve all thirty five years. Well, it looks like he'll get paroled, but um, the assistant state attorney Tom Bakadal, Bakadal. Uh, said he believed the murder was premeditated and was initially against negotiating the plea deal with Williams, but he said he did so because of the wishes of the family. They wanted her remains to seek closure. I can understand that. I can understand that, too, but, boy, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say this was premeditated. You had you had barrels full of acid. Hello. Yeah, you, he, <laughs> you took the body he, 19 miles away, literally into the... There is nothing around this park. I guess you have the text, too, saying you need to come back. Faith is sick. Yeah. That could have been, but still, a jury can't say, "Well, then you can't leap from that to he killed to her to murder." Right. Yeah, so they wow. didn't have any physical evidence nothing. inside the place. Z nothing, zero. What do you have? Plastic on the floor? Well, he strangled what was he, her. Dexter. <laughs> but still, there's always fibers. There's always <laughs> prints. There's always something. Well, he was in an Airbnb. Remember, he was in an Airbnb. So who knows what? How many people stayed at that? The the chain of yeah, evidence would have been totally Contaminated. destroyed. You got it. Oh my All gosh. Right. Um, so the assistant state attorney said it shocks the conscience to know that you're walking the streets with people like this, that he said he was, he had a cold demeanor, no feeling, no remorse, no sympathy. They He's made a, a deal with the devil. He's he was a psychopath. A so or a sociopath. Sociopath. Absolutely. As we've done a past full rigor on Yeah, they have no, types. they have, they don't care. You, you could cut your head off in front of them and they go, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so Stephen Williams told the Martin County Sheriff that he didn't have the nerve to kill his ex-wife, Trisha Todd, as he had planned the first time at the Airbnb. So that night he texted her to come back saying the daughter was sick. So he detailed how and why he murdered her. Finally, we found out why. Why? He was asked why he didn't do it earlier, and he said he was trying to build up the nerve to do it. So when he texted her to come back after she left, that's when he got the nerve. And he was asked why, and he said he had had enough. 
Enough of what? I don't know. He, this guy's old. Jesus, a, he's just a loony too. These are the detectives that visited him at the state prison in Orlando. Uh, William said Todd, his high school sweetheart, continually disrespected him when he tried to Skype with his daughter. Uh, okay. He lived in North Carolina. His daughter lived with Todd in Hope Sound. He was upset about the amount of money he had to pay in child support. He's probably thinking, you're disrespecting me on Skype, and I'm paying you this money for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what's rolling around in his head. Well, his head's warbled, but that's besides the point. And Williams wanted full custody of the little girl, like you said. I knew there was a custody issue somewhere. Yep. But that's interesting. It's wow. an, you always want to know everything as an investigator. And he says that that was a piece that they didn't know, which was... Why he did it. Yeah, why he did it. And why he did it with his two-year-old daughter within feet of the whole thing. Apparently, she was in the master bedroom. So, but at the same token, if he's beating her over the head with a club, there, there's got to there's gotta be evidence left somewhere. You can't tell me... Poor people have the Airbnb. I know. Can you imagine this is your house or this is your condo? I'm, I'm they sure just that violates it. the contract. You think? <laughs> they got their money back? So, Jeez. So pretty much every theory, they had something that probably bounced through his head, but ultimately it comes down to the basic greed and anger as to why he did it. He killed her. He loaded her body in the car, began driving to the Hungryland Wildlife Environmental Area along the border of Palm Beach and Martin counties. He told detectives he dug the hole that morning, left a tub filled with acid in the ground. So that, and, and he gets second degree. This is so premeditated, it's, it's scary. That's uh, all that's, you have to do. First degree is premeditated. That's death penalty stuff. And that's why he didn't tell them where the body was. You know what? He sat there and thought, they can't find the body. I'm going to offer a plea deal. I'm going to ask for a plea deal, the second degree, so I can't get the life. I can't get death penalty. I'll get life, worst case scenario. And by the way, the entire day, the resting place of the Air Force veteran was open for anyone to see. So, you know, he had dug the hole and left the acid-filled thing there, and then All he day. came back and buried it. You got to, but you got to see this place. I mean, again, you're talking thousands and thousands of acres of nothing but swampland, grass, you know, wild animals. And this is why when I see people go in there all the time because it says Hungry Land. You can park here, you know, Hungry Land. And it's on both sides of what is the B-Line that goes all right, the way the down. Right, the B-Line right? Highway. Seminole, Pratt-Whitney. Oh, My okay. mistake, sorry. Seminole, Pratt-Whitney Road. And on either side is, and now they've, add, they've added houses to like just the, per, the outside, the outskirts, right at the line. Now all of a sudden there's houses showing oh, up. Oh, man. Do you really want to live near this place? Oh, and and there's all every time I go by, I'm thinking, how many alligators are out there? Probably relatives of Dahmer and Bundy. Probably. So this is kind of interesting. Um, so as Williams began to drive her car, he noticed the gas was low. And so he didn't want to run out with the body in the back. So he drove back, got his car and went to get gas. So that's probably where they saw him driving her car. I get it. OK, because I, re I remember the car being found door open. I want to say the car was running, which is probably why it had no gas in it. Yes. And her bag was in it, and they couldn't find her. So get this. Then Williams drove to Hungryland, where he dismembered her body with saws he bought on Amazon. So oh. they had that and placed the pieces in the acid he bought months before in North Carolina. What's amazing to me, though, is here he is in this, this state park or federal park or whatever it's deemed, but you're in a park. I mean, it's open to the public. Anybody can go in there. Granted, he did this probably late at night, but you're running a chainsaw 
People camp out in this place. Uh, yeah. Didn't anybody like, why is there what a chainsaw the running it? He's building a log the cabin. They could vary, but maybe they thought he was chopping down a tree and doing it to light a fire. I don't know. Oh, my God. This guy's just lucky. So they searched for this poor woman, Trisha Todd, for months. I remember. I Hundreds mean, searched for the missing hospice nurse. It, it was it was terrible. It was like every time I turned around, there was a cop searching somewhere. They're, they'd block off. Like they were at Bridge Road and I-95. West of I-95, which is nothing but, you know, I love those trees canes. that make the arch on Bridge Road. Yeah, those are, th- that's the other. Other way, that's the east. Case. That's east. That's toward Tiger's House. Yes, that's going toward to where the really rich people yes, are. This yes. is where, the, this is all farmland I'm talking about. It's literally hundreds of thousands of acres of sugarcane or cows, one of the two. And they would block off sections. And every day you would see hundreds of cops walking like, uh, you know, uh, fingertip yeah. to fingertip through a field. They're combing it. It was it was sad to see, and they never could find her. So while they had a hunch that Williams was the guy, it wasn't until detectives found the grainy security footage that showed Williams walking from Todd's home to his Airbnb that night she disappeared that they could say that they finally had him. He left. I mean, I remember he went back to North Carolina. He was gone a long time. Yeah. He was, I mean, it was weeks before they, because they kept on looking for her body, and, and they couldn't find it. And I, I remember... That's the whole time they didn't let you know the husband or the ex-husband was their main suspect. I really wonder why he took the plea because in the Orlando prison, this is according to the detective, he says that Williams, typically stoic, was laughing and smiling as he told him how he almost got away with it. And Williams told other inmates that he turned himself in because he was tired of lying. Oh, this guy's got issues. He said that it would have been a lot easier for him to get away with this whole thing in North Carolina, which makes me wonder, what, <laughs> what is law enforcement doing up in North Carolina that the Martin County Sheriff is doing better down here? Well, I, I, what amazes me is they let him go, but they didn't have enough evidence to keep him because they couldn't find the body. They knew it, I'm telling you, they knew it was him almost instantly. They just couldn't prove it. They needed the, they needed the information. They well, needed all the evidence. And, and the sheriff says... Look, the sheriff's office caught him. He didn't turn himself in. So there's some hair splitting here as to who really closed the case. So he's four years into a a 35-year stint, which who knows how long that'll be. But moving on. What else are we talking about? This is my new transition. Heartbeat? Yes. You're going to stop it now? (laughs) Here we go. So you remember, you remember episode 18, DNA Evidence, The Silent Witness? Were you with me on that one? I don't know. Um, well, I have an update. The, there's a Texas man. He could be innocent after computer algorithm linked his DNA to a new suspect. <laughs> Some guy, wait a minute. Was this on a murder case? Yeah. He got charged with murder yeah. based on DNA evidence? Yeah, well, yeah. He, or they, it was just regular evidence? It was evidence. DNA and eyewitness, which you know... Eyewitnesses Eyewitnesses profoundly flawed. Yeah, they're like 90% wrong. So So he's nearly a decade into his life sentence. Lindell Grant, he was released from a Texas prison. This is Texas, so okay, I know Full Rigor is a Florida true crime podcast, but the very first case to ever use DNA evidence was for a rapist trial in like 1989 in Tampa. So DNA originated here. Well, it originated in England, and then it came. Right, then it came here. So this DNA, the... Forensics people go, we can't rule this guy out. We can't rule out Lindell Grant. But they couldn't say it was his DNA. It was a mixture. Okay. So now they have a computer algorithm that's able to determine the two different DNAs. And it separates they, things. It separated it, and it was able to find the actual person 
to which the DNA How belonged. long has this guy been in prison 10 for? years. Oh, my goodness. So his exoneration hinged on the DNA evidence being sorted out with a new computer algorithm, which reanalyzed the unidentified DNA, which led to the discovery of the new suspect who's been charged after police said he confessed. Wow. So now, Grant, remember, that's, it's not cut and dried. Okay, Grant, you're out of jail, no problem. He was convicted by a jury. So and now what happens? That outweighs the fact that the DNA matched another guy, and he confessed. So he has to have a new trial. It's going to say, so where's he's Barry on, Schenck? He's out on bond. Yeah, he, well, the Innocence Project is the one that ran the algorithm. Oh, really? Yeah. So, because the Houston Police Crime Lab could not conclude that the DNA evidence was Grant's, but the state expert's testimony suggested that it couldn't be excluded. So therefore, the jury went, okay. You spend 10 years in prison for a crime you didn't commit now, you know, because it was a jury trial, they found you guilty. You have to go back for yeah. another trial, which means he's going to be in there for how long? Because if I'm the prosecutor and I'm going to say, well, what's the big rush to get this guy out? How many people are sitting in jail now where this has happened? Well, what's even more fascinating, though, and I think what we really should concentrate on is this algorithm yes. has this ability to pinpoint exact DNA. Yes. That's incredible. Well, the jurors also heard from Grant's alibi witness who said that he was with Grant on the night of the murder, but his testimony failed to sway them. Wow. So he had, a, he had someone that said he was with me. So these are You have cops. a guy saying, well, we can't rule him out on the DNA, but it's not his DNA. And what the hell? Is it a crooked cop? That Is really it somebody that just didn't like this guy? Maybe the guy had like a rap sheet for minor stuff, you know? And all of a sudden, oh, oh he's, no. he's a good reason. To, you know, we, we don't want to like him, so we're going to blame him for it. The actual guy that the DNA finally did match has this long rap sheet. But this is, it's called um, probabilistic genotyping. Because you take like touch DNA and then there's just like one or two cells and they have to extrapolate it. Right. But this was a mixture, so it made it even harder. So this- It's pretty wild. Yes. So um, Grant was found guilty of first degree murder and from his jail cell in Harris County in, in Texas, he began writing to anyone he thought could help him, including the Innocence Project, Barry Schenck. And he contacted DNA expert Angie Ambers. She's the associate professor of forensic science at the University of New Haven in Connecticut. And she is a specialist in this uh, probabilistic genotyping. And she learned of one such software program created by Cybergenetics, not Cyberdyne, <laughs> from the Terminator. Small company in Pittsburgh that analyzed DNA samples from unidentified victims of ter the terror attacks in September 11th, 9-11. cow. That's how, they, that's how it started. And so she thought it's worth a shot. So the raw DNA data from the Harris County District Attorney's Office was sent there. And it was shared with Cyber Genetics that ran it through the program. It's called True Allele. The name is a play on the word that signifies the different forms of a person's genes that they can take. And the company offered a free preliminary screening. And the software did what a human could not determine and determined that Grant's DNA did not match the unknown male profile. The wonders of technology. That's Holy awesome. That's incredible. Shit. Holy shit is right. And this poor guy, 10 years, well, uh, what city are you in? He's going to get a new trial. Houston, that Texas. They'll find him innocent, and then he'll sue Houston, Texas for $10 million or, you know, $5 million for... Hopefully he gets some And he gets of money. money. Uh, this poor guy, because you know what? You've been in prison 10 years. Regardless of the fact that you're found innocent, find a job after that. Well, get this. Amber's, the one that finally ran this through the algorithm, said she had a hunch that something was off when she first reviewed the case because a large number, number of the alleles present in the DNA mixture were inconsistent with Grant's profile. You had a crooked and cop. And the victim's profile. You had a crooked cop. That's what you had. 
So she That's said, my take on this. True Allele's discovery alone wouldn't guarantee that Grant would be cleared of the crime because he was convicted by a jury. Wow. So that's our system. All right, I got to go. Okay. I, oh, I get, we're done. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Next week we'll talk about stalking because I know, I know you're... Oh, I have so many of those. I know. They usually have four legs, but I do have lots of them. Thanks, Jen, for joining us on Full Rigor. Thanks for having me. I'll be back next week. Yay. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.